1: the Rotowire DFS podcast, brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by Benny Ricciardi. As we break down the Wednesday NBA DFS slate, you can find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer in the DraftKings Playbook, and you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh FS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher now. Currently, this right now, this second, live streaming on Google Hangouts, so you can check it out. Check us out on Google Plus or subscribe to the official Rotowire channel on YouTube. Make sure you check it out. Press that little red subscribe button. Ben, welcome to 22 teams in action for the Wednesday slate.
2: Yeah, this is a you know a big slate. A lot of ways that we can go with everything. Um, You know, there's a lot of guys that I like, so I'm going to try to just limit it to who I think are my top plays at some of these positions. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, so uh, let's, without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right in. We've got almost everybody um, available, aside from the Golden State Warriors, which is a little bit disappointing, but also sort of a good thing too because we can talk about who we uh, want to pivot to, aside from uh, Steph Curry and you know all the other ballers on the on the Warriors. Let's go ahead and talk about it. What do you want to do with the point guard position here for Wednesday?
2: Yeah, I when I first looked at this, I I said to myself, I actually like. The matchup for Chris Paul a little more than I like the matchup for Westbrook with the two of them going against each other. Um, but the more I look at it, I think I am going to stick with Westbrook as my as my top play from this game. And the reason why is Chris Paul's price has gotten so expensive on most sites that you are not paying all that much more for Westbrook. Um, so for me, I like Westbrook better, even though I think that you know this game sets up as a game that's paced up and. The Clippers and we play the starters the full amount of run so the situation seems like it would be a better one for Chris Paul but if I have to pay only a couple hundred bucks up from Chris Paul to get Russell Westbrook I still think I'd rather have Russell Westbrook than Chris Paul um, which is why my decision has gone that way so how do you feel about those two at the top because I think that's a big decision that a lot of people are going to have today of, of which one of those two in a you know, probably one of the highest total games on the board when it comes out that people want to pay up for. Um, I think for me, on um, sites where the price is, you know, within a couple hundred bucks of each other, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm going with Russell Westbrook over Chris Paul.
1: Yeah, I think you can make a case for either in the spot. For me personally, I think I I'm going to go with Westbrook in in the spot because you do have to pay an extra eight hundred dollars on Fanduel, but we're talking about a guy who has, you know, essentially scored fifty to, to sixty. Uh, you know, in every single game since February nineteenth, the only two exceptions was forty eight point three and forty nine point nine against Dallas, and that all you know. Worked, but no one else on the slate, in my mind, even Chris Paul, you know, um, at home has sixty point upside. He's going to have Russell Westbrook defense on him. Well, you know, and Russell Westbrook is a is a good defender. The one thing that will help Chris Paul is the pace is going to be pushed uh, uh, fairly high in, in this matchup. But the, he's the the one true triple double threat um in this in this spot once again and he's playing at such a high level and it's just i think it's a tick above chris paul and the other thing that you have to worry about with chris paul too is like you know um if he gets down to the low 40s you're down sitting at the low fours in, in terms of you know price tag return which is certainly possible i mean a there's naturally nothing wrong with like 16 and 14 with two steals and two rebounds it's just not good enough for you to pay off 10k price tag overall and that's something mm-hmm. that can certainly happen uh to chris paul but i don't think that floor is really you know you're almost not going to see russell westbrook at all um in the low 40s in any match he hasn't been in the low 40s going um the last time he was in that spot was january 22nd we're all we're talking about you know over a full month of you know essentially 50 point plus fancy production on average so a uh, safer consistent guy at least for cash games that you know if you wanna, pivot into, into a different direction for GPPs, I'm, I'm fine there. Uh, so speaking of pivoting down from the top options, uh, how do you have that shaking?
2: Yeah, honestly, I'm not really a big fan of a lot of the guys a little bit below him. You know, you got a banged up Kyle Lowry. You got uh, Damian Lillard going up against Boston, who has good point guard defense, mostly because he'll probably be guarded by Avery Bradley, I think, at least for a little bit of this game. Um, you know, John wall against Minnesota, I guess would be the only other guy that's in a decent spot, but wall is almost the same price as Chris Paul right now. So it's the same situation that I have looking at Westbrook versus Paul, as I do looking at Paul versus wall, try saying that five times fast. Um, you know, if you're paying basically the same amount of money for Chris Paul and John wall, (coughs) I'd rather pay up a couple hundred bucks and take Chris Paul there. So really looking at the top options, there's not anybody else that I'm really looking at. Um, What I'm probably going to do is go down to some of these value guys that we have, um, which is something else I think we should talk about. So how do you feel about guys like, you know, Shelvin Mack, who's been putting up a good return for minimum price? Um, You know, Patrick Beverly, who's a guy we've been using a bunch. You know, Corey Joseph, if Kyle Lowry is out again, are we willing to give him another shot? Um, maybe even like a DJ Augustine at mid price who's been playing a few more minutes. Like, you know, I think my second point guard is going to be somebody in in one of those price ranges. Um, I kind of like Mac the most, I think, if Lowry is out, if Lowry's in, I'm not going to mess with Lowry defense. Um, And in that case, I'm probably going to go with uh, Patrick Beverly against the, um, you know, new Orleans Pelicans, you know, obviously all price dependent, but, that's kind of the way I see some of these cheaper options uh, shaking out. How um you know how would you rank those guys?
1: I'm good with making Mickey, Mickey, it Mac Daddy. Um, that's for sure. Uh, he's you know the the price has been very slow to creep up because the production hasn't been terribly um high overall. But you know you you once you crack into the twenty point range, you're in five x territory, and then anything above that is very good. He actually dipped down because he had a bad game against Brooklyn, and then popped back with eighteen points. Um, the only thing that was disappointing to me so far is that he hasn't been assisting enough. From that, he's you know doing a good mm-hmm. job scoring and contributing in a little bit different spots here, um, you know. And I guess it's from in some ways that's sort of fine too because you know uh, uh, Kyle Lowry is is generally a strong defender, so um, maybe that's uh, a situation that we can sort of hey let's let's go into a different direction here. I'm still um, going back to the well with Bev. I, I don't care that he got hated on for minutes against Portland in the, in the last matchup, uh, you know, if he would have, uh, or, or hated on production wise, if he would have just created, creeped up into a, a, a little bit more of a, uh, of a, uh, you know, value situation in that spot against the San Antonio Spurs, we would have been talking about five X plus in four straight games. So I, I think you're, you're, you uh, know, once again in, the, in a good spot with him against the New Orleans Pelicans who, uh, don't have a great uh, defensive answer. They're still starting Norris Cole and still playing Drew Holiday off the bench, which is uh, ideal for um, defensive matchups. So I'll definitely take Russell Westbrook and either pair him with like Sheldon Mack or Patrick Beverly, depending on who I need to, how much value I have available to me to, to save some cash. The other thing I think we need to, to keep in mind here uh, there as well is um, Ish Smith has quietly been been super productive 20, 25 and 7 in the last much Last game against John Wall defense, which is uh, pretty surprising uh, there as well. And I think I saw um, something about Isaiah Cannon starting um, in that matchup. Did you hear anything about that for Philadelphia? Is that anything that we need yeah. to pay attention to? Because you know, this is back to back games where it's six x plus.
2: Yeah, he. Um, I think he started the last game at the at the shooting guard spot. Um, so if he's going to be pushed into the into the starting lineup for for like minimum price, I think he's another one of those guys that's a, a viable salary saver. He's actually somebody um, I'm glad you mentioned because I had forgotten all about him. But yeah, he's definitely someone that needs to start being put on the radar um, at least until his price starts coming up. You know, some of the some of the sites are raising prices faster than some of the other ones are. Um, the ones that are lagging behind on him, I think he's still a viable cheap punt option.
1: All right, fair enough. Um, so the last thing I want to sort of take a look at here is, you know, what, what you want to do in terms of, you know, um, like GPP strategy, are you willing to take like the top four off the board, maybe even the top five in Kyle Lowry and say, Hey, I'll start my lineups with Isaiah Thomas and, you know, uh, yeah. and, you know, a couple of value guys, like maybe Drew Holiday they're down forward and then go forward, go, go forward from there. Um, maybe even Rajon Rondo, uh, or do you feel like no matter what lineup you have, you have to have exposure to a top five guy?
2: Well, here's the way I look at it. Um, When I put together tournament teams, what I try to do is think about what other people aren't doing. So for me, what other people won't be doing will be paying up for Westbrook and Paul in the same game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people that do that. I would rather do that to be contrarian than not play either one of those guys because at least one, if not both of them, are putting up 50 points, in my opinion. You know, so even if you go down to some of these other guys, like, you know, that game is going to be a game that has a, what, 220 total maybe, maybe even higher than that. Um, So you're going to need exposure to it. And if you're going to have exposure to it, you want to have exposure to the high-usage guys in that game. And, you know, when it comes to OKC, the high-usage guys are Westbrook and Durant. When it comes to the Clippers, the highest usage guy they have is Chris Paul. So fading both of those guys, I think, is is a fool's errand because one of you're basically saying if you're going down to guys like in the six or seven or eight range, like Thomas and, and Drew Holiday, you're basically saying I think both Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul are going to have bad games on the same day in a game with a total of two twenty. You know, it's just not the highest likelihood situation for me. So. I think if I wanted to be contrarian, what I would do is play both of them and then try to make everything else worse. Um, but I think that most people are definitely going to have at least one or the other one on, you know, a good portion of their lineups. All right,
1: fair enough. I, I, I think that's I, – I, no matter for me personally, no, no matter what happens, somebody – in that spot or in the, in the top five, I think I just have to have exposure to, and you can sort of just say, all right, I'll, even if I'm with the field in my GPP, with some of these guys, I'll, 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 you know, look for value and sort of try to create um, um, some, some GPP differentiation with, you know, the other person that I want at my point guard spot or, you know, um, other places throughout my, you know, so, uh, some level of safety is, is uh, how I feel fairly secure about at least getting to the cash spot. And then we, we, can, we can talk about how we can hit a home run, the GPP, um, you know, in another spot that we feel a little bit more confidently about. Uh, so speaking about confidence here, we've got um, uh, another guy that we may need to go back to the well on or maybe not. Will Barton here at the shooting guard position, James Harden up top, DeMarco Rosen, CJ McCollum. Um, what do you got for your shooting guard position here for Wednesday?
2: Yeah, I will have 100 <clears throat> I have 100% will Barton exposure on you know on this slate. And the reason for that is I agree with you. I think some people got burned the other night and are going to be off them. But the same reasoning that you used to put him in your lineup on what was that Monday night? The same reasoning you used to put him in your lineup on Monday night is the same reasoning that you should be using to put him in there on Wednesday night. Danilo Gallinari is out. We saw this guy have huge numbers when Gallinari's out. We were paying, you know, seven thousand plus on FanDuel and you know sixty 6, nine hundred on DraftKings for forty-five points. So if you're able to get this guy now for a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars cheaper than we were paying for him, you know, two months ago when he was in the same situation, I think you just roll out there and you take it. So on FanDuel, he's probably gonna be somewhere in the six K range. You know, again, thirty fantasy points points. I know he missed doing that last time, but it wasn't like it was really the greatest matchup either. So, you know, I think that he's definitely somebody who should be in play. Um, Moving on from there, I don't think I'm going to pay up for James Harden here on the day. Um, I know it's a good game against New Orleans. It should be high scoring, but Harden's been a little bit underperforming lately. I don't think he has huge GPP upside. Um, For upside, I think you can look at guys like Victor Oladipo, um, especially if Evan Fournier is out, he gets a little bit of an uptick in usage. And, you know, he's still a little bit cheap for where he should be because of, you know, the less minutes he was getting when it, when they were crowded there with all the players before the Harris trade. I think Eric Gordon is a great play, especially if his price stays down. I think he was like forty six or 4700 on FanDuel the other day. Um, if he stays that cheap, to me, he's almost a must play. You just got to kind of lock and load him. Um, especially with all the injuries that they have, all the guys that are out, you know, I think he can easily get you 25 fantasy points and has 35, 40 fantasy point upside. And then the last guy I'm going to stick with, as long as he stays at 4,400, if Derek Rose is out, I think Etwan Moore is somebody who I'm going to be looking at too. So those are the guys that I kind of have, uh, you know, on my radar for Wednesday night. All
1: right. I think those guys are all great calls. I'm with you. I I still want to take a... uh... Again, you at Jamal Crawford at the 5K price point there. We're talking about almost 6X that he produced uh, against Brooklyn. And, you know, uh, it, the you know 22 point fantasy points was actually the low point over the past three games against Sacramento. So good matchup for him uh, uh, once again uh, against OKC. Andre Rovers and Dion Waiters have uh, been a bottom five in DVP all season long. So it's a great combo for him to take advantage of. And if he gets, um, you know, second-team defense – there as well it's like like Cameron Payne maybe Randy Foy no matter what he's got he's got a, he's in, into a good good spot there as well and I also like Jordan Clarkson once again for for the Wednesday slate facing Denver on the road you know it's going to be a lot of Gary Harris defense which I, we've been targeting all season long or at least I have so I'm with you on Harden uh, Barton for max max exposure there as well and you know i um, after, after that, we can still you know talk about the guys that you talk about as well, each one more and the like. You can sort of mix and match in your GPPs and still probably come out with a solid lineup You know, um, in that same price range. All right. Uh, before we move on to the small forward position, i to let all the pod listeners know, all the the uh, YouTube watchers, the live streamers. If you're not subscribing to rotowire.com yet – what are you waiting for? If you like all the advice of the podcast and, and the show, if you watch us on the YouTube or live stream, you want to get involved with the same information that we use here to set up our daily fantasy lineups. So you can take advantage of a 10 day free trial for free at rotowire.com slash pod. I know. I know for free free trial. is like it's, it's not self-explanatory enough, Josh. Sorry guys. Line optimizers are available for eight different DFS sites, all the major sports covered, MLB, NBA, NFL, college basketball, college uh, college football. Uh, there's probably bocce ball, uh, for, all, for all I know, in development right now. They're always coming up with new stuff. We've got customizable league projections, optimum depth charts, complete draft kits for all the major sports. If you like all the information that we have broken down for you on the show, you can take advantage of it for yourself on a 10-day free trial, rotowire.com slash pod. Let them know Josh and Benny sent you. Small forward up next, let's talk about what you're putting down at the three here for Wednesday.
2: Yeah, a bunch of guys in the mid-range that I like, mostly for cash games, though. Um, Guys that I just think are real solidly priced that you can use. The three that really stand out to me are um, Matt Barnes at 5K, Trevor Ariza at around 6K, and um, let me just check on Jay Crowder's price here. Yeah, he's been about 6K as well. Um, You know, Crowder and three of his last four games has gone five X or better with, you know, 31, 37, 45, and 28 fantasy points. Um, Ariza in four of his last five games, 43, 32, 32, 49 fantasy points. Um, you know, Matt Barnes, five X or better in three of his last four, 39. He had a bad game of 15. Um, and then came back with 26 and 32, and he's only around 5K. So I think value-wise, there's a bunch of those guys um, you can go down to your boy, uh, Hazonia, um who's 35, 3600 and has been putting up 20. But like I said, I, I need more upside out of a guy really for me. But um, I think those guys in, the, in that price range is where I'm going to go for cash. Now for a tournament, I think that I'd probably try to take one of them and then look for somebody with some upside, one of the more expensive options. Um, the one who I've been looking at and rolling a lot lately is uh, the Greek Freak. Um, You know, he had a huge game again yesterday, put up like 60 fantasy points, had another game a couple days ago where he put up like 75 fantasy points. Um, And even on his like basically his floor games lately, he's been giving you like 40 something fantasy points. So I know his price has crept up to like the 8K range, but he's somebody that I want to have some uh, some GPP exposure to on the slate. So in GPPs, I'm probably going to try to have him in there uh, to, you know, one of the the guys like a Barnes or an Ariza, um, you know, or a Crowder who I think are the guys in the better matchups, um, you know, to round it out. And in cash, I'd probably look at two of those guys in that five to six K range in order to, you know, save some money to spend up elsewhere and, and still feel like I have a pretty safe floor. All right,
1: that makes a ton of sense for me overall. So uh, I, I think there's a nice little value uh, in the, in the bottom range between Ariza Barnes and Tobias Harris, um, in those particular spots. Uh, and, you know, I can even make a case in GPPs for, like, a guy like Shabazz Muhammad, uh, who has, you know, come came up with a big scoring performance against Dallas. A little bit harder for him to replicate, but we're talking about under 4K. So it's nice little gamble if you really go you know, heavy at the three for some reason or you're, you're, you're spent up after the first two positions and you really need to you know, look for value in your GBPs. But Barnes against uh, Sacramento is going to be a good spot for me. We're talking about 5.1 and 6.5X in the past two games, and Ru- and Rudy Gay potentially out of this lineup there as well. So Omri Caspi defense is something you can also take advantage of. So Barnes is going to be a little cheat code for me uh, for Wednesday at the three. Uh, in my DFS cash and, and GPP safe in, in my mind overall. And keep tabs too on 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 Omri Caspi as well. If you feel like, you know, you want to create some GPP differentiation, most people don't want to face Memphis defense uh, overall, but you know um you, you don't need too much uh, from Caspi overall. We're talking about 23, 24 fancy points to get you 5X and then everything else after that is GPP gravy All right, power forward up next. Let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do with the four for the Wednesday slate.
2: Yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot of Brown viable cash. options. Um,
1: Brown cash,
2: you know. I mean, yeah, you know, um, Aaron Gordon is somebody who I'm looking at again. Uh, at least five x in one, two, three, four, five. 6. In his last nine games, he's got at least five x in each one of them. So he's putting up at least thirty something fantasy points for you. On Fanduel, his price is probably. It's been slowly moving up, so you're probably looking at about 6,500 here, um, which would mean you need, like, 32 fantasy points to give you value, and somewhere around, like, 39, to give you upside. Um, you know, he's he's flashed that upside in the last game, and, he, and he's shown that, you know, 32-point floor, so I really like him. Uh, Kenneth reed has been playing really well. His price is only about 6K. He's given you 36 fantasy points, 37.37 37 in his last three. Um, So he's giving you six X, even if they, they raise his price a little bit. So he's somebody else I'm looking at Um, Zach Randolph, you know, three of his last four games, he's giving you about five X. He doesn't have a ton of upside. I like him more for, uh, for cash games, but I think he's viable. Um, My favorite play on the day, unless they, they jack his price up though. You know, we talked about Jabari Parker the other day and he, he's still not getting a lot of love, um, especially over on Fanduel with this. He stays in that fifty-six to fifty-nine hundred dollar range. He's cheaper than all the other guys who I already mentioned that are that are six K or above. Um, so if he stays below six K, he's almost lock and load for me at this point. Thirty-one for six point seven X, thirty-six point seven X, forty-five for nine X, thirty-three for six X, thirty-two for six X. You know, a bad game against Detroit where he only had 21 fantasy points. And then he came back with 47 fantasy points against Houston in the last one for 8X. So that's been his last six games. I mean, if you're going to get a guy who can pretty much give you like a 6X floor with 7, 8, and 9X kind of upside, you know, again, unless his price jumps about $1,000, Jabari Parker is probably my favorite play to roll out there. And then the only other guy who I'm looking at as well – um, Marvin Williams for Charlotte has been playing pretty well. My only problem with him is his price is starting to come up there. And, you know, like I said, if I can get Jabari Parker for cheaper than Marvin Williams and Aaron Gordon and, you know, Zach Randolph and all those other guys who I, you know, Jabari Parker for me is a lock and load. And then, you know, depending on how things shake out, I'll probably be looking at one of those other guys in that low to mid $6,000 price range to, uh, you know, to build my rosters with.
1: All right, fair enough. For me, um, I, I'm with you on all the calls. I think you can actually make a case to at, at this point to to maybe jump in on Miles Turner, but like you know, in the same price range, your boys Marvin Williams and Jabari Parker have been more productive and safer. So I'll probably roll with you in in that spot there as well. Um, if they do, depending on what happens, to so I'm probably okay with Zach Randolph against Sacramento there as well. I would probably prefer it if he was going to be um you know playing the four rather than the five because i think it's a little bit tougher matchup you know one-on-one versus cousins but you can still make a case there because sacramento has been scored and being scored on a, on a pretty high level i mean they give an, another 130 points at home to the oklahoma city thunder so um there's something to keep tabs on and the, the one guy i definitely want to pay attention to is ryan anderson for me at the power forward position I'm talking about uh mm-hmm. uh 5.1 6.1 and 10.1 x so he's been just Progressively getting hotter and hotter. Big double double, thirty-one and fourteen in forty-plus minutes uh, against the Minnesota Timberwolves in a two-point loss. So uh, I think they finally uh, are, are hopefully going to continue to ramp up the production because hey, look what happens—you give Ryan Anderson more minutes and he
2: makes it rain. It's amazing. It's amazing yeah. how like they now do we go. do do we know the status of Anthony Davis for this game? I thought he was coming back.
1: You cl- cl- Currently listed as questionable, but I think that uh, um, either way, because you know, even when he was getting twenty five ish minutes within the two games previous to that against OKC uh-huh. and Washington, two playoff teams from last season, still paid off the price tag. As soon as I still so I think the floor is cash safe, and then GPP upside if Brown does not play. If Brown doesn't play, then you know we're talking okay. max exposure here. You you would agree with me? Am I correct? Oh yeah,
2: no, uh, yeah. If Anthony. If Anthony Davis doesn't play, he's the first guy you put in your roster. Like, right? you start with Brian Anderson in there, and it, and everybody else should be doing the same thing, and you're playing, you know, on FanDuel, you're playing eight-on-eight on, eight on Wednesday if, you know, Anthony Davis is out. Because you have last game 50-something or 40-something fantasy points subbing in for Anthony Davis. If Davis is out, your, your automatic first reaction should be, all right, well, I'm playing.
1: Exactly. That's 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 it. Just start your alliance with that guy, and then move forward with the rest of the action. What I'm saying though is, regardless of the of the matchup, you can make a case for him there as, a okay, that's, play as well.
2: Okay. yeah. That's kind of the question I was asking you. Is like even with Browin, would you still be would you still Brown, be that high on him?
1: Probably okay. more of a little bit of a like a just a sneakier cash safe play because I think. There's going to be a lot of people who are still in on, like, Gorgie Jang, who's a fine play. Commissioner Gordon, I still love. You know, and then we talked about some of the players a little bit, like Derek Favors and, and, you know, Randolph, Jabari Parker, Marvin Williams, all, all obviously good options. But nobody's, yeah. not enough people are talking about Ryan Anderson with Brown in the lineup, and he still think I still think he's personally viable. So um, he'll be more hidden for sure. Yeah. And, and you
2: know, I wanted, to, um, yeah. I wanted to – yeah. I wanted I wanted to add something in real quick too. Um, is, is Jeremy Grant – Power forward or small forward on, on Fandle? Um,
1: I will grant you this. Okay. Jeremy Grant um is power forward eligible on Fandle.
2: Okay, that's what I thought. He's another guy that I want to make sure I mention before we move on, because even if Okafor's in, like Okafour was out last game and he put up a good game, but even a game before when is in, he's starting to get more minutes. Um so he's somebody that's like really close to the to the floor pricing wise that can give you some upside. So keep him on your radar as well, especially if you hear that um, Okafor is going to be out or Noel is going to be out. Whenever I hear that one of those two are out, the first guy I usually wind up taking a a harder look at is always Jeremy Grant. Um, So I think he's somebody else at the power forward spot on FanDuel. I I, I thought he was a power forward over there. That's why I asked that question. Um, So I think he's somebody else that we could look at as a cheap salary saver as well. Yep,
1: makes total sense to me overall. So um, I think we're sufficiently covered, everything that you could possibly do at the Power Forward position. So before we move on to centers, we have to let all the business owners know that, hey, do you have a website? Maybe you don't. If you don't have a website yet, maybe you need to talk about Wix.com here with all your business partners. No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business and it all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy to worry about the budget. The scheduling appointments or building a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to WIX.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, center position up. Let's talk about what you're putting down here for the Wednesday slate.
2: Yeah, I think you're going to get a big score with all these, um, you know, studs up towards the top. So I think you have to pick one of them and pay up on the slate. Uh, There's two guys that I'm looking at. If I can afford to, I'd go up and take Boogie Cousins. I'm not as scared of this Memphis matchup as some other people are. Remember, when you look at these DVP numbers, these DVP numbers are usually aggregated over the course of a season. Um, What we know now that's going on in Memphis is that they don't have Zach Randolph in there. I mean, I'm sorry, they don't have Marcus Gasol in there anymore, and Gasol was a very good defensive player. So I think that it's a much softer matchup going up against Memphis. And we've also seen Memphis play, at, you know, games that have been a little bit higher scoring lately. You know, they don't have Tony Allen. They don't have Marcus Sol. It's not the same lockdown defense, you know, that we usually think of Memphis as. They do still play at a little bit of a slower pace, um, and I think that's going to happen anytime you have Zach Randolph on the floor. He's not the kind of guy that's going to be running up and down and, you know, finishing in transition like a Blake Griffin does um, so, I do think that, you know, that is a little bit of a tick down, but I think Sacramento plays so fast anyway that this is still going to be a game with the total at like 210 in this matchup. So, I think Cousins is perfectly fine to roll out there. Um, I, I would have no problem doing so. He's giving you 55, 60 fantasy points every time he steps on the floor. We know that he's a big part of that team. If, you know, Rudy Gay andor Rondo are out, I think that only just kind of ups his usage a little more. So, He's my favorite option. Now, coming down from him, because he's more expensive than everybody else on the floor here, um, coming down from him, I think that the guy that I would drop down to is probably Dwight Howard at the 8K range going up against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Pelicans have been struggling to stop centers all season long. Dwight Howard's been playing a lot better lately. He's got, let me see, I was just looking at the game logs here. He's got 43, 33, 44, 40. Uh, 24, 45, 35, 42 in his last eight games. So he's got four, basically five games where he scored 40 fantasy points, which would be the 5X that we need at his price tag of about 8K here. I think New Orleans and Houston is going to be one of the higher totals on the day. We know that New Orleans struggles, um, you know, defensively against big guys. We know that Dwight Howard has been playing better lately. So there's a lot of things going in his favor. So if I'm not willing to pay up the 10 k plus, I need to get the Marcus Cousins. I think I'm going to go down to 8 k and take Dwight Howard. But I think you do need to pay up from one of the centers here. Um, you know, there's a couple other guys. Like Vucevic is not in a horrible spot. Paul Gasol going up against him on the other side. Um, you know, Towns in a high total game against Washington with all the other big guys hurt on Minnesota. Uh, you know, I think all these guys are, are basically viable. Um, but for me, it's either going to be the Marcus Cousins or Dwight Howard. But I definitely think you need to pay up for you know somebody at the center position on the slate.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 good with essentially uh, like five of the top six overall. Cousins for cash for sure. Uh, you know, Big Cat also you know has a cash cash level price. And then, or if you want to go with Gasol or Vucci against each other, that makes some sense to me overall as well. And uh, you know, I think you can actually even go down to uh, somebody like um, you know Greg Monroe against Indiana, or you know if you if you feel like gambling just a little bit more, uh, Jokic against the LA Lakers. To, to me is probably where I would draw the line in terms of like uh, GPP upside for for a cheap value price. We're talking about fifty five hundred. It's been you know very inconsistent in terms of the minutes, but the LA Lakers is, is the spot where you want to jump back in in terms of production uh, at, the, at the at the center spot. So. Uh, That's where where I'll I'll draw the line. Anybody else that you want to stump for before we put a bow on the show?
2: You know, not really. I mean, like guys like Jan Mahimi have been playing pretty well lately. Uh, Pretty good matchup against Milwaukee who struggles against big guys. Um, You know, maybe like a Steven Adams against the Clippers there. I think they're going to need him for a lot of minutes uh you know to kind of go up against DeAndre Jordan but like I said I mean I think that at least one or two of those top five or six guys <clears throat> are going to put up like a 50-60 fantasy point game so if you're going to be getting 40-50-60 fantasy points out of one or two of those guys up top you're not going to be able to build a winning roster if you go down and take one of these punt guys and get like you know even if they hit 6x value and they get you 28 fantasy. Points. I think you're going to be leaving yourself too much to make up at the other position. So for me, I think it's just best that, you know, you save some money for the center spot and pay up for, you know, I mean, like I said, I like cousins if I can afford them. If not, I think Howard is that guy in the next tier that I would go after. Um, but I would be okay. And I think you can make a case for, you know, like you said, like four or five of these guys that are up there. So whoever your favorite center at the like eight K plus or around eight K range is, um, I think you just need to roll them out there. I don't think it's a spot you can save on on, on, on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, I agree there as well. And, and um, I've been uh, probably a little bit too harsh on Howard overall, but he's been a a, a crusher um, at the at the center position, and you know, definitely a cheaper price than than big cat Carl Anthony Towns. So, uh, you know, between the two, I think you have to lean Howard because you get such a significant cost savings, from similar production. So um, that's going to wrap it up. Yeah, for I rules. mean, I like
2: I like Towns. Yeah, I was just going to say, I like Towns more, but, you know, the price on on Howard is too good compared to these other guys that are above him. So that's the, that's really why I like him the most. Uh, yeah,
1: 110% agree with you uh, there as well. Similar production, if I had to choose one overall who scores higher, probably Towns, but, you know, for value and price tag return, it's got to be Howard against Omar Sheet defense, which has been, you know, juicy for opponents all season long. Uh, That's going to wrap it up for today's show. Don't forget to check us out on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. You can press subscribe to the Rotowire DFS podcast on the official YouTube channel. And uh, don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter, at BennyR11, at Josh FS, and at Rotowire for all your season long and DFS needs throughout this fine NBA season. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.